The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. A leper came to Jesus and kneeling down begged him and said, If you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him, and said to him, I do will it, be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately, and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. This weekend we find our Lord again surrounded by crowds of people, not unusual for the life of our Lord. But we also see how at the end of the passage that he is prevented from going into the cities and so he finds himself out in the deserted places. I think this is rather providential and it's not just because, you know, just because he couldn't go into the city that Jesus didn't go there. But rather, it's important for us to recognize the value of Christ being in those deserted places to start with. We see from our first reading today that those with leprosy endured a great scourge in the religious community. That the the prescriptions that we heard today were things that were explicitly for them to be able to reveal their wounds. They couldn't cover their head. They had to keep their garments open so that people could see it. They had to you know, they, they keep their beard muffled, as they would put it, so as not to cover up their face and to cover up their wounds. And so the, the, the law required them to be able to show their illness. And if that's not enough, whenever they passed by, people had, they had to say, unclean, unclean, so that people wouldn't accidentally touch them and become unclean themselves. To be unclean was to be Uh, unable to enter into the temple and have the ritual worship and and these kinds of things. And so it really was something that that separated you from the community. And not only in that sense, because of that, because they had to always shout unclean, oftentimes they were were placed outside the the community. And so they they were outsiders, literally. And so they would have to live in the deserted places. And that's why our Lord is there. Our Lord Jesus recognizes the need for so many to be healed. And he goes exactly to the places where he knows that they can find him. He goes to those outside places where they don't have to walk and pass by people so close. And they don't have to cry out unclean, unclean over and over again to be able to pronounce their religious seclusion, isolation. But rather in a deserted place, they could simply come in their dignity and humanity and meet Christ. And there he was able to be able to go and do the thing which ought not to be done, namely to touch them. But in touching them, rather than him becoming unclean, they became clean. They were healed quite often. In the story that we hear today, Jesus does exactly that. The man comes to him, he lays his hands on him, he is healed. 
the Lord does will it. But then the Lord does something a little bit odd that should make us kind of curious. All those times if we, if we look at the scriptures, oftentimes there are little indicators, uh, details that are included that should make us go, huh, I wonder why that happened. And it's those huh places that are the places where we find the richness of the gospel. Jesus says to the man, go show yourself to the priest. And you have to wonder why. He was healed. It says the man was cleansed. What more did he need? Jesus did everything that he needed to. What more was the man lacking? Why why go show himself to the priest? Why go and offer the ritual cleansing that was prescribed by Moses? It's an important question for us. Because it's a question that continues to have effects down into our very day. We often have this implicit or sometimes explicit idea that Jesus and religion are opposed to each other. We hear many people proclaim that Jesus, whenever he came among us, he didn't come to found a religion. He didn't come to be able to to do anything with religion. He was a religious rebel. He fought against religion, we often hear. And they used the fights with the scribes and Pharisees as the grounds for saying that. That Jesus was trying to get rid of a religion. He said it was wrong for us. We see this coming down today in such ways that we have a whole variety of people in the world today who describe themselves as spiritual but not religious. Spirituality and religion are separating. We saw this come to a a height in a certain sense a few years ago when there was a a spoken word poet who came and his, his message on YouTube, which garnered some 20 million plus views or shares, I think, was one whose message was, Jesus is greater than religion. And part of the line was, this is why I love Jesus, but hate religion, was part of his message. That religion is what's wrong with the world today. But the gospel shows us the exact opposite. We see that Jesus, rather than trying to slough off religion, rather than saying, you don't need the priest, I did everything for you, he says, go. (laughs) Show yourself to the priest and do the rituals that they tell you. Because he recognizes the importance of religious life for the human person. He recognizes the importance of drawing us into a community. And since Christ was foretelling what would later be the mystical body of Christ, that we have to rely upon one another. That it's not just me and Jesus. That we're called to be something much greater and to participate in that life. To give ourselves over to it and to recognize the value that it does have for us, both individually as well as communally. Our Lord, whenever he tells the man to go see the priest, it wasn't the last time that he would say that. There are a number of instances in which he would tell the individuals to go and to to do the prescribed ceremonial washings or to go see the priest for whatever particular situation they were involved in. And that wasn't something new. And that wasn't something that ceased with the life of our Lord. You see, whenever our Lord resurrected him from the dead, the first thing he did was he came to his disciples, he appeared to them, he wished them peace, and he breathed upon them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven, whose sins you retain are retained. 
From the very first, Jesus recognized the importance of the priest even in his New Testament church. Even the fulfillment of the things that he had been doing. It wasn't something that the priest was now set aside. The priest became the instrument of Christ. We see that it wasn't just a thing that was you know, for, for a short time or for a short period. Or only for that particular thing, for the forgiveness of sins. We see in the letter of St. James, the reality that the Lord continues to use the person of the priest... To be able to affect change in the life of Christians. Every time we celebrate the anointing of the sick. The first, pray, the first words that are prayed. Are from the letter of St. James. Where it says brethren are there any among you who are sick. Let them call for the priest. And he will come and he will pray over them. He will lay hands upon them and anoint them with holy oil. And the prayer of faith will save the sick person. And if they've committed any sins their sins will be forgiven them. They show themselves to the priest and they find healing and peace. So rather than being anything other than rejection of religion, Jesus seems to bring religion and himself intimately close. No longer is meeting Jesus and going to see the priest a separate reality. But it's whenever we come to show ourselves to the priest today that we truly encounter Jesus. Whenever we go to see the priest for baptism, we meet Christ who cleanses us from our sins. When we go to show ourselves to the priest in reconciliation, it's Christ who forgives us of our sins and heals our soul. When we go to Holy Mass, we go to show ourselves to the priest. But in doing so, we encounter Jesus Christ in his word and in the Eucharist. To show ourselves to the priest today is simply to show ourselves to Christ. To go to the one who seeks to heal us. I see it providential that this reading is given to us right before the season of Lent. Last weekend, I invited you uh, to join with me as a parish, as all, as all of our parishioners, in taking up our communal prayer, fasting, and almsgiving uh, in the form of uh, the flyer that was in the bulletin. If you didn't get one of the flyers, if you log on to the parish website, they're on the main page right near the top uh, that shows the outline of the events taking place in the parish. They're also in the parish calendar as it's been published. And namely, it's that Thursday and Friday after Ash Wednesday, we have the statue of Our Lady of Fatima coming to St. Anne for night of prayer on Thursday and a day of prayer on Friday. We have our parish mission uh, the following week, the first week of Lent, and in the five weeks following that, we have a discipleship program. Uh, it's called uh, Discipleship Groups, I believe. Uh, a retreat with Father John Ricardo, a five-part DVD series uh, that simply invites us to draw closer to Jesus Christ in living out our faith. And so my invitation to you last weekend, as you may recall, or if you weren't here, you're hearing it for the first time maybe, was that you would fast from doing your will of choosing your own penance this year for Lent, that you would give alms in the form of offering three hours a week to our Lord, uh, specifically for his community, for us to come together uh, on those nights, whether for Our Lady's visitation, for the parish mission, or for the discipleship DVDs that will be shown throughout the course of the week. That you would come to one of those um, each week and offer some time, as well as for us to pray as a community in prayer. And this is where the third piece comes in, is in our scriptures today. For Lent this year, the prayer that I would like you to offer 
is simply to fulfill the command of Jesus today. To go show yourself to the priest. First, go to confession. Jesus was out in the deserted places again. He was out there and he was waiting. He was there ready for anyone that would come to him. And when they came, he rejoiced. And he would embrace them even in their wounds. Show them his love. Show them his mercy. And bring them healing. And that's exactly what confession is. The priest goes to the deserted place of the confessional and he waits. He sits with a stole around his neck, that sweet yoke of Jesus, waiting for someone to come. Waiting for someone to impart healing to. The priest isn't there as a place of shame or a place of accusation or a place of anything otherwise. He's exactly in the place of Jesus. A deserted place so that people who are wounded can come and find healing. And so I encourage you, show yourself to the priest in reconciliation. Go to confession and allow the grace of God to heal your soul. Secondly, I would invite you to show yourself to the priest, specifically in the form of attending daily mass as much as possible. Now, when I say this, I recognize that sometimes uh, work, work schedules or kids schedules or uh, you know, the, the schedules of life make it difficult for us to attend mass Every day of the week, I certainly understand that. I don't expect to see three or four hundred people at daily mass every day, although I would be absolutely delighted if that were the case. But I do think that every one of us can find at least once a week, if not more times, where we can offer ourselves to the Lord to offer that sacrifice and to show ourselves to the priest in holy mass. It's worth everything. The sacrifices we make, the things that we forego, the, whether it's the extra sleep in the morning or the things that we may have activities otherwise planned that we could do in the evening. Whatever it is, if it's a midday break, we find ourselves you know, in New Roads. I think they have the noonday mass through most of the Lenten season or in Baton Rouge. We have them all over the place. A whole variety of places, different schedules, all opportunities for us to go and to meet Jesus. And that's the purpose. To meet Christ. I can say for myself, and I certainly believe that others who have experienced it would say the same. That it was with, when I began committing myself to going more regularly to daily mass. That my spiritual life finally began to grow. There was life in me. Certainly at daily mass. It's not to say there wasn't. It's not to say that there wasn't some life of prayer outside of the life of the church. But to be able to make that intentional decision to go once, twice, three times, or however many times I could in a particular week, to be able to go see our Lord at Holy Mass, it changed things. It changed things here. My love for Christ began to deepen. The intimacy of prayer began to change. The things that I thought were normal in prayer began to seem much less. Because what the Lord showed me was much more. My desire to be at Mass continued to grow. My love for the Eucharist grew. My willingness to let the Lord change me and guide me and direct me, to to be able to learn to hear His voice more clearly, all of that changed because of that continued connection with Christ, to be in His presence as much as I could. Even today as a priest, I long for daily Mass. I can tell you that in three years as a priest, I missed daily Mass one time. I've missed offering Mass one day as a priest. 
And it was one of the saddest days that I've had. Because I went without my Lord. Our Lord loves us intensely. And he longs for us. He waits for us. 2,000 years ago, they knew exactly where to go to find Jesus. And so do you. That's why you're here. We come to find Jesus. To be nourished in his word. To find him in the Eucharist. To rejoice in the communion that we have as brothers and sisters in this family of Christ. And so I invite you to come as often as you can to Holy Mass through the course of the week. He waits for you. With all the healing that you desire, all the peace that you desire, the prayers that you hold in your heart, he wants to hold them in his. And so I invite you as we enter into this holy season of Lent, come close to our Lord. Give him yourself whole and entire, spirit, soul, and body. Go show yourself to the priest.